Live streaming provided by Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Video. Visit tunein.alphageekradio.com to learn more. Finally, Friday is being brought to you this week by Major Spoilers Patreon members. That's right, we got a Patreon. Yes, yet another way you can support all of the shows that you love that we do. We do for you. You can find out more by heading over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Patreon.com slash major spoilers. Well, hello everyone. We have made it to Friday. My five-year-old going to school, kindergarten, first final week of school today says, Oh, Dad, is it finally Friday yet? Yes, son, it is finally Friday. It's been a heck of a week, I think, for a lot of us, for a lot of you out there in the world. Extremely tough. I don't know if it is the back-to-school nature of things, if things are changing and going back uh, to the way they were. But uh, everybody's moving. Everything's changing. Everybody's doing something. And uh, I want to talk about hustling today in today's show. And uh, But before we do that, I mean, I've been busy this week, too. I mean, I think the earliest I went to bed this week was maybe 1230 uh, this week. Because I was up editing videos and doing a lot of other stuff, creating stuff for the Major Spoilers channel here at uh, youtube.com slash Major Spoilers and podcasts over at the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. If you follow us on Periscope or follow me on Periscope, you'll see me do some of those live chats while I attempt to edit a uh, critical hit episode for you. But, you know, at the end of the week, you open up your email box and you get messages like this one from Hunter. Hey, Steven and everyone, I want to let you know how I much enjoyed the latest Munchkinland episode. Of course, he's talking about our Glorantha playthrough that you can find over at the uh, YouTube channel, Major Spoilers Video. The production and editing were awesome. Thank you, Hunter. The multiple camera angles and the card explanations on the screen made it super fun to watch. I imagine that was a lot of work. Thanks so much for all the great content that you create. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Hunter. That is very nice to say because, yes, we do put a lot of work into our product, into our shows that we produce, whether it be a video or an audio or live stream or a call-in or an article or whatever it may be. We always try our best, and I'm imagining that you always try your best as well. Also got this email from uh, Jax who said, My name is Jax. Hi, Jax. Uh, And I've been a huge fan of yours for all these years. I just wanted to say thank you for putting out such a quality show for free. You make my work week all the more enjoyable, and you are the best. Well, thank you, Jax. That is very nice of you to say. But I don't, I'm not feeling it this week. I'm not feeling all the, the awesome that I think you're supposed to feel on a Friday. And it's because I had an encounter with my son yesterday, my oldest son, that really got me irate. And I yelled at him and he got upset. And uh, I, in hindsight, I really regret it. So let's talk about how awful of a parent I am by first defining the word hustle. Now, I always tell people that if you're going to make it in whatever industry that you're going to make it in, you need to hustle. You need to, you need to move. And if we look at the definition of hustle, and unfortunately a lot of people look at the word hustle, and I think this is brought on by movies like hustle. But if we look at it, it basically says as a verb, hustle means to force someone into uh, moving hurriedly or unceremoniously in a specified direction, or it could be something in North America in an informal thing. Hustle means to obtain by force, action, or persuasion. But then if we look at the noun of hustle, it says busy movement and activity. And of course, the other one is a fraud or a swindle, which I think a lot of people focus on a lot, is the fraud or the swindle part. But I'm more focused on our third definition here, the noun, the, the one that means to be busy 
with movement and activity. And certainly this week, it seems like we've all been hustling. We've all been moving. I'm not wearing my jacket today because I just got back from a late luncheon with some very nice people to talk about some very interesting things. So it's always cool to be constantly moving and doing things. I I find that I have a lot more energy when I'm constantly jumping from one project to another, writing articles for the website, prepping for some video work, 3D printing things, all sorts of of cool stuff. Um, So uh, it's good to hustle. You have to move. Now, Ashley Victoria Robinson is stuck in traffic. She was going to join us uh, earlier uh, for the show today. And maybe she will join in a little bit. But this this thought of hustling started earlier this week. Of course, I've always I've always thought that hustling is a good thing, and I've told students that they need to hustle, they need to move, they need to constantly be doing something so that they can move ahead. And when I was talking with Ashley earlier this week on the Major Spoilers podcast, I realized that she and Jason Inman are perfect examples of people who hustle. Right. I mean, if you follow them on social media, whether it be on Twitter or Instagram or through the various outlets that they have on their own YouTube channel, uh, Jason Inman's YouTube channel, Jawin, J-A-W-I-I-N, you will see that they're involved in everything. I mean, look at Jason. He's he's working for DC All Access. He's got his own YouTube channel where he produces videos. He uh, appears as a guest or a co-host on a number of shows out there. He's got other jobs here and there. He's constantly moving. Uh, Ashley is the same way. Uh, she's been a successful uh, commercial actress. She's had a successful YouTube series. She does stuff for major spoilers and a bunch of other websites. She's doing videos all the time, interviewing people, going here, going there, uh, just moving and hustling and doing whatever she can right now to make money and get ahead in her career. I'm, I'm assuming that she's trying to get ahead in her career and, and assuming that uh, she's doing it to to make money, to make ends meet and do these kinds of things. And I think that that kind of activity, especially the things that they're doing and the things that you're doing too, dear viewer and dear listener, wherever you may be, especially those of you listening on Alpha Geek Media, I know you're hustling every day. You're doing things in a very good way. If we look at the Urban Dictionary's definition of hustle, Right. If we look at the Urban Dictionary's definition of hustle, it says anything you need to do to make money, be it selling cars, drugs, your body. If you're making money, you're hustling. And I like that idea. Now, maybe not so much, you know, selling your body or selling drugs or whatever to hustle. But doing what it takes to get ahead. And I think that that needs to be commended in anybody and everybody who needs to do this. Now, I would say, you know, five years ago, I was hustling. Right. For those of you who followed what I've done over the years, you know that. Uh, At one point when Major Spoilers started, I was writing for an online company. I had started Major Spoilers. I had started pod. I was doing another popular podcast that was up on uh, uh, not only uh, distributed everywhere, but was part of Adam Curry's network and up on the Stars network and those kinds of things. Uh, I was also a teacher and a chair of a a video program at uh, the university that's here uh, and just doing a lot of different things, doing side projects, doing side video projects for the state of Kansas and other people, just constantly doing you know, stuff, constantly moving, constantly doing stuff. And I like to think that I'm still hustling today in that um, trying to create content for the YouTube channel and content for the website and content on different social media outlets. This as an example, because I think it moves to something bigger or something greater, right? Um, And so in a sense, I think hustling is really, really good. Which brings me back to this argument that I had with my son yesterday. He came up to, so I'm going to tell you the whole story. Uh, He came up to uh, my wife and I on a Wednesday night, I believe. Wednesday? 
What is today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wednesday night. I'm trying to get my day straight. That's the other problem that that comes from doing this thing all the time is I forget what day it is. But he, he came up to us Wednesday night. We were sitting at the dinner table and he said, hey, dad and hey, mom, there is a kid at school that wants to buy one of my Pokemon cards for twenty five dollars. And. You know, uh, both my wife and I said, no, that's probably not a good idea because. We don't know, you know, we don't want you to do the bad hustle. We don't want you to take advantage of someone or coerce someone into uh, buying this Pokemon card for $25. We think that that's a kind of a bad idea because we don't know what the value of the card is. Uh, the other thing is $25 is a lot for someone in fourth grade to have. So we don't know where he's got that money. Uh, we don't know if he's stolen the money maybe from his parents or taken it or it's money that's supposed to be used for something else. And so we think it's and without a parent approval. We really think that this is a bad idea and we don't want you to do that. Right. So here's a kid that sees an opportunity. But in the greater scheme of things, the parents are like, you know what? This is probably not the best idea to do. Flash forward 24 hours. I'm picking him up from school. And he gets in the car and we're about halfway home and he goes, dad, I want to tell you something, but I don't want you to get angry. <laughs> right. That is like the thing you don't want. As a parent, you don't want to hear because that instantly means I am about to lose my S. I'm about to blow up on on you for whatever you're going to say. And I said, well, I can't guarantee that I'm not going to yell at you. But please go ahead and tell me because I like open communication and this is something that, that we need to have. Dad, you know how yesterday you told me not to sell that card for $25? I went ahead and sold it to him for the $25. And I went nuts. How could you do this? Why would you do this? Your mother and I told you not to do this and you went behind our back. How dare you do this? And I repeated all the reasons why I didn't want him to do it. And I was like, give me the $25. I'm going to hold on to this money. You're not going to hold on to this money. You're going to have to figure out some way of getting this back. Now, it's a done deal. So, you know, it's, it could be easy to do a, a take back or any of that kind of stuff. And then we're about a quarter of the way home. He's like, well, I can only give you $15. I'm like, what do you mean you can only give me $15? You said you sold it for $25. Well, he said he was going to bring $10 more tomorrow. And I said, that is a horrible way to run business. You don't, yeah, how do you know this kid's going to give you $10 tomorrow? If it's even, if this card is even worth that much. How are you going to ensure that he's not damaging the card if he still owes you $10 on it? How do we even know he has permission to do this? Well, he said he had permission to do this. Ah, I said, well, you're giving me that $15. So he came home. We were, I was still very upset at him. I feel bad about getting mad at him. And I was like, okay, give me the money. And he goes, well, I also got some cards in the trade too. I was like, give me the cards too. Cause it's all, whatever you made in this trade, I'm holding on to until we find out if this is okay or not. So he gave me $16 and four really great condition football cards. I mean, really, really good condition football cards. I mean, these look like mint football cards and they've been being tossed around in his backpack all afternoon at school and in this other kid's possession for who knows how long, but they're really, really great. And I was like, okay, here's what we are going to do. And I explained to him what the bad version of hustling is where you're taking advantage of someone. And I was like, okay, we're going on eBay. We're going to find out what this Pokemon card is worth. And I'm still pretty hot. This is like 10, 15 minutes later. 
we go online and I look at the low value of the Pokemon card and I look at the high value of the Pokemon card. Low value is two bucks. High value is 40 bucks. You throw out the, uh, the, the high and the low and you get a true average. And the true average of this Pokemon card was $15. Yeah. So he sold it for what would be an average price on eBay, sold it to a kid who wanted something. I was like, well, how did you even get this card to begin with? Because I know you didn't buy the card. If you bought, if, if mom and dad bought the card, that's more reason why this money is ours. But I said, you didn't buy this card, right? And he goes, no. I said, well, how did you get this card? I traded it this summer over at the school age program. Okay. Trading cards, not a big deal, but you got a pretty expensive card that I bet you traded for a lesser price. And now you're selling it for more than what you got it for. And then I got taking a look at the uh, football cards and each of the football cards were about two to three bucks a piece online on eBay. And again, that's the price that people are selling for. Not necessarily the price that people are asking, uh, you know, that, that people want to buy it for, but people, what people are asking to, uh, to buy it for. And so as I totaled everything up for the cards, for the money that he actually got, it was a $25 exchange between the Pokemon card and the other. And so as I looked at that, part of me was like, Duh, he lied to us and he went behind our back. I need to be furious about this. But on the other hand, and this is the part where I think I failed as a father, not yelling at your kid because I think there are times where it's okay to yell at your kid. And I think uh, anyone who has a parent would agree that sometimes it's, it's good to yell at your kid. You don't have to beat your kid. and You don't have to constantly abuse your kid. But sometimes yelling at your kid so they know you're angry really gets the point across. But the point that the part where I felt instantly after I found out the entire story of this trade, the thing that I felt the worst about is I think I just ruined subconsciously, emotionally, his desire to be an entrepreneur. Because think about this whole chain of events, right? If you think about the good kind of hustle where you're constantly moving, you're doing whatever you can to make a buck. You're doing whatever you can without coercion, without forcing it upon people. Here's a kid that eight years old, going on nine years old, saw a Pokemon trade that was an advantage for him. He made a swap that's fair and good. Everyone's good. It's just a piece of paper, right, with some funny pictures on it and some value to whatever to kids. He then translates that into a financial exchange with additional product that he can then, because I asked him, I said, well, what are you going to do with these football cards? He goes, he told me, he said, I know some people who want this card. He's moving and shaking, right? He's hustling, but in a good way. He is seeing value in something and seeing the exchange in something for value without twisting someone's arm, without forcing them to do something that they don't want to do. And I think as a bad parent, I may have just ruined his sense of spirit and entrepreneurship, his spirit of hustling. And that is the thing that Man, I totally didn't want to do. So, as a good parent, uh, he had soccer practice, he did that, had time to blow off some steam. I had time to blow off some steam and think about this really cool thing that he did. And so, as we were driving home, I was like, listen, you are an entrepreneur. You are someone that sees the value in a transaction. You are seeing someone that is learning how to move ahead and get some value in the process, in the work that you're doing. You're seeing the value of a card, you're trading it for something of more value, or you're selling it for something that is not taking advantage of someone, not selling it for $50, not forcing someone to pay you $50, 
we still need to have a longer discussion maybe this weekend on what you want to sell something for and what the the market will bear. But, you know, you saw a value in this card. You sold it for some other things that you can probably now turn around and sell or trade for something better and build it up. It's kind of like the uh, story about the guy who started off with a paperclip and bartered it up to, what, a boat or a house or something like that. This kid's got it going on, as some of you have, have said, that, that he gets it, that he understands it. But I still feel like I may have harmed his ability to be an entrepreneur or his ability to hustle. But, you know, we had a conversation. I said, look, this is the main reason why I'm super upset about this. And the reason why you got yelled at wasn't because you made a good deal. It wasn't because you had this entrepreneurial spirit. It's because you went behind your mother's back and you went behind my back. And then you lied about this whole thing as we're going home. That's the part that I'm really upset about. And if you don't understand about telling the truth and really kind of following these ideas now, when you get older, you could fall into the trap of someone who does hustle other people for money, who does con people out of their money, who does force people out of their money. And that's the bad kind of hustle. I want you to be an entrepreneur without taking advantage of people. And I hope, I think... He got that. I think he got that message, but I don't know. Did I do the right thing? Did I not do the right thing? Is hustling good? Is hustling bad? I want your phone call. 785-727-1939. 785-727-1939. Yes. Or Stephen underscore Schleicher on Skype. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, your comments, your phone calls... Stick around. Hey there, everyone. So it's uh, movie season in the summer again, and a lot of things are happening. Superheroes are flying everywhere. Stuff is exploding. Uh, fantasy stuff. Uh, but how did we get here in Hollywood, and uh, what films led up to where we are today? Well, why don't you join us each week on Zach on Film, where we talk a classic film that has led to where we are in the current state of Hollywood. You'll maybe learn a few tips and tricks of filmmaking along the way, and we'll discuss a few things like the MPAA system, or what's the deal with aspect ratio and all those kinds of things. So if that interests you, check out Zach on Film each Friday on the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. All right, we are back. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. I was thinking of spending a long time today just talking about hustling in a positive way. And then this thing happened last night, which kind of crapped all over my point about hustling. Let's go to the phone lines. Hi, who's this? This sounds like Nate O, the great Nate O, all the way from uh, Florida. Wow. That, that an internal, um, your internal mechanism of knowing the future is awesome. <laughs> How's it going, Nate? Good, sir. Yeah, y your dream kind of creeped me out. Too, so we're okay with that. Which dream was that? The one you set up on Twitter today about oh. uh, about the first method and crumbling or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I had I this like, really weird dream, and I'll we'll talk more about this in a moment. But in a nutshell, I had ordered a book, and the book arrived, and the book was something like the Field Guide to the First Amendment or something like that. And it arrived, and when I took it out of the box to open it up, like the first half of it just fell apart, and I was like, "Whoa, that's that's really weird." And so I was wondering if that was some my brain making some meta commentary on the world today, or if it was just something that happened. 
So yes, I'm glad I could I could creep you out, Nate. Yes. Well, your premonitions are pretty much almost spot on <laughs> most of the time. So I hope not. I hope yeah, I'm wrong anyway. on this one. I need a dream about me yeah. winning the lottery. So, so what do you think about this this hustle topic? Uh, is it good to hustle? Is it good to move and constantly do things and try to move ahead and get ahead? I think. Well, okay. So I'm going to base this on because my wife, from some strange reason, has got me hooked on Hamilton. Right. The musical. Right. So, and I've been listening to um, listening to the the music and stuff and and everything. And there is one song called Nonstop. So basically, after the war, I mean, this basically this kid, the immigrant from the islands, comes in and he has a great brain, great head on his shoulders, and just basically does all this amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. But even after he wins the war, does what he does, gets married, gets into a high station and stuff, he, he doesn't stop. He's constantly moving, constantly doing, constantly running, nonstop, right, right. trying to do all this stuff. And no, I don't think it is bad. Now, granted, there is a point where there's burnout and mm-hmm. and you, you you need to have some sort of a life because then the people around you will suffer for that. Right, right. Yes. Um, I see which, that every day. Which happens. Believe me. Yes. Yeah. So, but, so, but so, no, I, I think that's what we're actually missing nowadays is yeah. no one is in that it's like, oh, well, I'm here and I'm working. I'm actually showed up. So mm-hmm. yeah, just pay me. I don't mm-hmm. need to work. I don't yeah. need to do that. Yeah. I like to see people that are doing something that are trying to get ahead, whether it be a, a PA who's rolling a cable, right. And then I see that and I said, that kid knows what he's doing. So let me hire him again. So he then moves up to the next stop. And in that next job, he's making more connections and that leads to more jobs and moves him up into higher positions. I love to see that kind of hustle. I love to see the hustle right. that my son was also doing too, but I was, but I was still so angry about that. Am I wrong? Am I a horrible father? I, no, because that's happened. I mean, my kids are a little bit older. Well, my son is, and he actually had Pokemon cards and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that actually, that sometimes, that stuff sometimes ha- happened with right. him too. Right. And now, he never came out and told us. See, now I do have to give kudos to your son uh-huh. because he did come, yes, come he clean, did. right? Yes, he, he could have. He's totally he good on been that. like doing, yeah. He yeah, he'd be doing coke off going. of hookers, right, you know, right. whatever. Yes, yeah. he could be doing that stuff and not telling us at nine, at nine, nine years old. <laughs> right. So, next thing you know, it's like, you know, some guy named uh, Frank's coming in. Oh, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're supposed to be putting in a new uh, pool back here. Right, exactly. Exactly. What are we doing? No, Dad, it's okay. Don't worry. Come on, guys. Um, no, I. It's re- it's weird because. I think I had an issue with it because it's almost like I don't want him to be at the bad end of that, right? Right, yes, and that's, that's and where I I'm coming from. I think that's where I get, get more upset about, not upset, but that's where I'm more worried about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want, to, I don't want people to look at him as, uh, he's the kid that you don't want to do a deal with because he's going to take advantage of you. I mean, if people are going to do right. a deal with him, I want him to say, here's a guy that I can go to that's given me a fair price and a fair deal, and he's a, a good person. Not a crook or a criminal, right. someone that's going to use the negative connotations of hustling. He's not going to hustle me. Right. Yeah, and, it, and it's hard at that age because how innocent is the other kid? How innocent isn't the other kid? Because right. some of the schools, you know, my kid went to, you know, there yeah. was 
whole bunch of different demographics mm-hmm. and not saying anything bad about, you know, it's just different demographics and people right. are taught different things on how to handle different right. things. So, you know, when he came, you know, when he's come to me for those two things, we were like, well, what's going on? What's the story? No, we don't want you to do it. No. And then, you know, then it was like, well, listen, is it, if it's something that you're okay with parting with and you believe it's a fair deal, then fine, go mm-hmm. ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal because, you know, yes, it's your property, it's your whatever. And like you said before, it's just paper. It's just, right. you know, things like that. It's not the end of the world, but it sounds like he, he came out pretty pretty on top. And, I, and I think he did. And with it, a promise it, it, of another 10 bucks, yeah. uh, you know, he made out in the deal. Well, and again, here's the thing. If, if it were just card for card and he traded the Pokemon card for a bunch of other cards, and it just turns out that those other poke- those other football cards were worth a heck of a lot more than this Pokemon card, then yeah, it's a good deal because it's just, you know, paper, paper. But when it came to the money exchange part, that's the part where we're super uncomfortable right. because, again, I know you were saying that, you know, there's certain people that you don't know where this money came from, or and that's our right. concern is, we don't know where this money came from. Did he take it out of his mom's purse? Was it something that he was supposed to be saving for something else? Was he trying to save it for something that his parents wanted him to spend the money on? We don't know those things. Yeah. So here's what I ultimately told him. And we'll have more conversations about this. I said, look, I'm very proud of you for being an entrepreneur. This is great. It's good to see you making these smart decisions and these smart trades. And I want you to continue to do that. But I can't have you cheating people out of money for it or something that is really valuable for something that's not I, that is not that is not cool if you want to continue to do this you have my blessing but if it comes to any kind of money exchange i want to see a note from the other kid's parent because if the other kid's parent is cool with it then it's cool with us and i think he's okay with that yeah, that's, I think we did too. I think we actually contacted the teacher, the parent, because it was just like, okay, what, what's really going on here? Because I think the transaction kind of already happened, or you really mm-hmm. wanted to happen, and so, and I think we wound up doing it, or it was something stupid or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, that was like ten years ago. So, yeah, did it really affect him? No, not really. Well, but I, honestly, I think you did. I think you. I mean, I kind of did the same thing. I mean, you you have to guide them through this whole thing. He has some killer instinct on how yeah, to do this. He so, does. He saw these things coming a long nine, way down so, the line. Right. You know, going from here to, you know, a Bill Gates type person is, is a big jump. So Right. Well but I but that's hopefully if I didn't ruin right. it from some emotional trauma now, hopefully he starts <laughs> seeing this and he does become this person that continues right. to see deals, continues to work to try to you know, I don't want him to become a, a, a what's his name, Bernie Madoff, right? I don't want him to be that. Oh, no. No. See, that's my ultimate fear is that he's he's bilking people out of out of their money. But if he does it right, he could be a Bill Gates. He could be someone that sees yeah. the value of buying one company, selling off other parts, giving a product that someone wants, and step up that chain of smart, intelligent hustling, and not right. I'm going to scam you out of your money because <laughs> because I'm evil. Yeah. I need he needs to have that. He does have the morals. He knows what's the difference between good and bad. But all it takes is that one step, a little taste mm. of that that candy, to send him down the wrong road. And I, that's what I, that's my biggest fear about about that. So I don't know. I I hope I didn't crush his his budding entrepreneurship as as just the red says there in, in the chat. 
I'm hoping that he, right. uh, I'm hoping that he continues it, but in a very smart way. Yeah. Well, you, he either crushed it or pushed him over to the dark side. One of the two. It's well, okay. you know, it's one of going to be one of these things. <laughs> I've returned father. You know, it's, it's always in the middle of the right. night. I know I'm about ready to get my head bashed in. So, uh, yeah. so are you hustling? Are you hustling, Nate? Are you doing everything that you can? Oh my God. I would. I was crazy hustling. I was driving back and forth to Miami all this week doing stuff. So, and uh, is your house uh, all, is your house all boarded up? Are you going to get landfall this weekend? Oh no, this thing. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't even know what's going on. It's so funny because there's actually something on the news where there's like some people are like, "Oh man, we're 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 going to start doing this stuff," and then there's some people like, "Yeah, we're just getting batteries we kind of may need." And no, this the storm is twenty percent possible. 20% development. It went over, um, and basically it was over Cuba now, but it was over Hispaniola like for two days and it just got sheared oh, completely. Really? So it, it's, it's hit and then it's actually hitting farther south while it's going west. So it's actually in, in more unfavorable water. So oh, it's way down in, uh, if anything, we're just going to get some rain, which yeah, we looks, need actually. It's, it's been wet. It's been really dry. So it'll look like it'll hit Miami is what they're saying. And then swing up. Whoops! Uh, yeah. Autoplay, yeah. boo! Autoplay, autoplay sucks. Uh, yeah. So yeah, maybe you're not going to get anything, but hopefully it just weakens. Uh, we'll get right? rain. Yeah, get rain. Rain yeah, is good. It'll rain. Yeah. I actually, I was starting to get a little worried because the primary elections on Tuesday, which I'm working, oh, right. and I was like, well, what the heck are we going to do if they close everything down? That'll just be a complete cluster. Yeah. So, but no, I don't think that's going to happen. So. Excellent. Anything yeah. else you want to want to share yeah. this week? Uh, the only other thing is actually I tested for my, uh, my second degree black belt. Oh, how'd that go? Results yet, but it, it was exhausting. Now is the second <laughs> degree, do, is the second degree, is that the one where you're punching through bricks and breaking femurs and stuff? Yeah. Stuff like that. You know, basics. <laughs> yeah. Basics. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we have to do a fit test, which is basically 300 techniques. So oh, wow. it's like, it's starts off with, 30 push-ups, which are from a zero position. So you're laying mm-hmm. all the way down, push all the way up, and then back down on your belly again. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's and how then, I do mine. But and then, my problem is my belly already extends to the floor. So <laughs> Then you have to do 30 set, or 50 sit-ups. And then, so that's, there's right there, that's 50 combinations, 50 techniques. Then you oh, have okay. to do two, uh, three kick combinations, which is like a front kick and kind of like a reverse kick stuff. And then you have to do another three. So there's another 60. Then you have to do like a punch cross kick combination twice. So there's another 40. Mm-hmm. And then you have to do a whole bunch of punch combinations. Plus oh, I have okay. to do that under six minutes. So I, the question I guess is, and I've known some people that have gone through and gotten their, their second and third degree black belt um, uh, stuff. Um, is it a set routine like, okay, Nate, you can begin now and then you do your sit-ups and do your push-ups and then you go into crane technique and then you go into flying tiger and all that stuff. Is yeah. it something that you know that technique or do you sit there before your your teachers and your judges and they're saying, okay, show us this move and you have to show it perfectly? Well, with with my yes and no. So what happens is with my, I do my fit test because it's a fit, fitness is a big part of mm-hmm. the ATA program. Mm-hmm. And then I go into my form, which is my, um, people will call it a kata, but basically it's right. the movement of a certain scheduled movement. So I have 81 of those movements mm-hmm. in just in my form. 
and I have to do that a couple of times. Then there's the lower belt forms because of them instructor level. I have to do lower belt forms too, so I have to know different color belts. Okay, cool. Up to a certain level, so I have to do all those. Then you do sparring, but sparring isn't like actual physical contact. It's more like a show. Uh, you know, you're doing pressing kicks, jump kicks, mm-hmm. spin flip thingies. And then you have to, then I had three board breaks that I had to do two hand techniques and a, uh, a foot technique. Wow. That's and cool. That was it. Yeah. Impressive. I did the, um, All in six minutes? You got to do the boards and everything in six minutes? No, no, no. Just the fit test. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, <laughs> you're like flying around and. <laughs> oh, just, no, no. Yeah, I wouldn't be talking right now. I would oh, okay. be pretty much in comatose. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, good. so yeah, we, we did that last Friday. So mm-hmm. we, uh, yeah, hopefully it'd be nice because they'll be nice. I actually joking with my instructor because my name goes on the bell and they, there's like stuff in Korean that they put on there. Oh, nice. And of course, he's probably going to say like dedication and perseverance. And then I'll Hustle. walk in somewhere and some Korean guy's going to go, why it say monkey face? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it says hustling on there. Always hustling to break them. Hustling. Boards. Yeah. Well, do, do, so do you do this in front of your instructor or are you doing this in front of another group of people? Is he there on oh, the side or is he also class. judging you? Okay. So I didn't know no, if, my, if yeah, like, my, you can go to him afterwards and say, how do you think I did? Did I do, do you think I'm going to get this or not? Or if he's just like quiet grasshopper, I will tell you when I give you the belt or not. Pretty much. Yeah. That's, mm. that's how it goes. There's three instructors that judge and then there's a whole bunch of other, uh, pretty much I think there was gotta be like 20 people that we were testing. There's a huge testing class, and yeah. then all the parents and everything were there, too. So, yeah, it's in front of a whole bunch of people. Wow, cool. Yeah. Well, good luck, man. I think you'll probably get it if you already got your first one. Second one should be easy. Yeah. yeah. So what's the difference between a, a – is there a belt difference between a second-degree black belt and a first-degree black belt? Is there another notch on the belt? Do you have to wear both belts, or how does that work? I'm, I'm not trying to make a joke. I'm just <laughs> really trying to understand. No, 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 yeah. So – in the ATA Taekwondo, they do actually, the, the higher the belts, there's nine levels. Mm-hmm. So second or nine degrees. So the um, second degree is a little bit bigger. And then, of course, you have your name and stuff in Korean. And then, then there's actually a symbol of like a Roman numeral two. Oh, and then okay. there's the normal, then you go one, two, three. And then when you get mm-hmm. to four, um, once you get to fifth degree, then it's like a, they go, it goes star. They go oh, with star. Okay, cool. So are you going to try to go yeah. that far? Uh, my plan is at least fifth degree, but now that I'm in second degree, I have to te- I have to train for two years before I can test for third degree. Wow! And so then it's when I get third degree, years. I have to test three. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's it will be cool. I mean, is, a, is a year. So can you open up your own uh, dojo now, or or not? Do you have to be a fifth degree black belt, or can you start teaching people? Or is that no, something you well, even want to do? I would do? have to go through. Well, right now I'm a not a lead instructor, but I'm an instructor trainee, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I would go to a level one instructor, and then I can become a a, a a main instructor. But that's different testings. That's a whole bunch of other stuff too. Yeah. So I, I don't think I could, but I actually I, I prefer just kind of chilling and <laughs> doing doing it off to the side. I'm not that much of a hustler. So yeah, yeah. Well, keep but, the eye of the tiger going strong, buddy, and I'm sure you will hit it before yeah, you know it. Just yep. think, by the time we hit our 20th anniversary, you will be a fifth-degree black belt. Wow. Ten years, man. You can do that. I can do it. All right. Well, it'll happen. All right, Nate. Thanks Alrighty, so much sir. for calling in, man. Have a great weekend. Always. You too. Bye. Bye.
785-727-1939. That is the number you need to call or Stephen underscore Schleicher. I know a couple of you have, uh, we're trying to call in when I was talking to Nate, but go ahead and uh, pop in as uh, soon as you can. And um, we will get you added onto this again. Did I do the right thing by, uh, by getting angry at my son or did I crush his entrepreneurial spirit? It looks like some of you are, looks like the the feedback has been relatively positive. Some of you have experienced things like this before. Some of you have not and are weighing in about uh, different tax incentives and tax breaks that you uh, have going on in your different countries and whatnot. But I would sure like to hear from you. 785-727-1939. Here we got somebody calling in from the uh, 913 area code. So this is somebody up in the Kansas City area, I am guessing. It is. It's the other Matt Peterson. Oh, it's the other Matt Peterson. Boy. I called you out on Twitter last night and got a got an earful from another Matthew Peterson. How dare you call me Matt? Well, I'm like, I'm not talking about that Matt. Another Matt. So what's what's going on, man? Uh, well, first off, let me say, uh, during the emails you talked about at the beginning of the show, I agree completely. Oh, thank you. Tons of great content. Thank you. Um, but I was listening to Munchkin Minute, and I mentioned on Twitter, you know, that I just thought it was a life. I didn't realize there was additional Munchkin Minute shows, so that was great. But, oh, okay. Well, so Munchkin about, Munchkin Minute Munchkin Minute comes out every other week, and it's just a real short chunk of something. Sometimes it's just like, "Hey, here's what's going on at Steve Jackson Games," or "Here's you know a product review" or something like that. Intentionally, it's supposed to be short, and then the alternating weeks are the full game weeks on the audio feed. Um, but if you know, if you're looking at the audio feed only, and you see that it jumps from like 185 to 187 where's where's 186 more than likely it's because we released a video episode that week over on the youtube channel major spoilers video and that may be why it suddenly dawned on you because i had two munchkin land things that popped up on the website this week that must have been usually i just watched the playthroughs oh okay yeah yeah no we have a full audio feed of and that's where it started was with the audio feed stuff oh i got you yeah, so go well, go go check that out. We play Munchkin a lot. You brought up uh, Mansions of Madness and uh, uh-huh. playing with an app. So mm-hmm. right now I'm putting all the miniatures in their bases for Mansions of Madness Second Edition. Really? So that that's I'll be interested to see how that plays because again, if it's something that's tied directly to the app, you know where you have to have the app to play. That. The thing that I guess I didn't get across in that Munchkinland episode is I have a real problem with that because if you're already buying a a fifty or a hundred dollar board game, and then you're expected to have a device to run this app on that's required, there could be another eight hundred dollars tied onto this if you just want to play that game. So that's uh, that's one of the concerns that I have. So I'm I'm interested to see how this uh, this game plays out for you, or have you already played it before? No, nope, haven't played it. Haven't played either. Mansions of Madness or the original Descent. So mm-hmm. I haven't played them in their original form, but the turnoff for me was having someone play as the dungeon or, mm, yeah, I can see that. And, you know, yeah. the DM. Mm-hmm. That was a big turnoff and completely removing that element. Uh, that's what sold me. Well, I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested to, to get some feedback from you and, and you can either do it in a future, uh, finally Friday or send me an email or, um, you can go over to the, um, website majorspoilers.com and go to that show episode and fill in a comment there because I, w- I want to kind of follow up on this. I know Brad wants us to uh, play uh, one of these games here pretty soon, Descent or, or whatever game that he has, and we'll probably mm-hmm. do it. 
Um, and I'll be interested to see how that experience is. But I know that, oh, I don't know, it was about a year or so ago. Time flies. But there was a game that was basically like, hey, here are the miniatures and here's the board. Everything else you need to play is in this app that you have to own an, uh, 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 an iPad or an Android device. And it has to be able to see the board and use these VR codes to know where the monsters and everything are. And I was like, how ridiculous is that? That is, that is and it's no surprise that that game went under very quickly. I would never play a game like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, like computer games, right? I love playing World right. of Warcraft and Overwatch and all that stuff. And I like playing board games, but somehow trying to mix them together seems weird. I think, I can't imagine taking the line much further than just kind of doing, I don't know, the housekeeping, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. of, you know, this tile goes here, this yeah. question mark to discover goes here, and this, is, this would be the flavor text if you had the card. Right. I don't know how much further I want to incorporate an app into my board games. Yeah, so if you had a game that was reading these figures that you have, reading the, the bases that, that you're attaching, and it was using that to calculate the next move, then you probably wouldn't be into that? Probably not, no. Okay, okay. I mean, there's there's so many. Now, I will go the other way. Mm-hmm. I played, um, I don't know if you're familiar with, like, Memoir 44 is I'm on not, Steam. No. no, that's the and, other problem is I'm still so far behind on my knowledge of board game stuff, so... Well, so what, hey, if you guys are in the Kansas City area, we'll have to get a mansion to the Madness game. There's a fantastic well, I don't, game. I don't know here. how much I don't know how much free time I have, but it looks like on Oh, let's see. Oh, um I'm gonna guess maybe on the tenth or seventeenth of September. Let me see if there's another date. Either the 10th or the 17th of September, I will make be making a quick run to the tabletop games there in uh, at oh. 95th and Metcalf. That's and so, that's and when, so great. when I know the exact day and time, I will let people know. And uh, if anyone shows up to the store and recognizes me and says hi, I may have a little something to give people. But I'll have more details on that later. I gotta I gotta coordinate a schedule or two for that. But uh, but I'll, I'll make a more yeah. formal announcement of when I might just make a quick stop in at tabletop games. By quick stop, you should play games all day. <laughs> no, well, that's the problem. I can't because there's a bunch of other things going on. But I think I have about an hour to get over there, go in, you know, talk to a few people, buy a game, and then get back in time before I miss the next part of the things that I'm supposed to be involved in. So, so I know um, in the same Munchkin minute, you had asked about a luxury game. Yes. Uh huh. And. I don't have an answer for you, you know, what's a luxury game, other than Kingdom right. Death Monster, for sure. <laughs> but I think kind of everyone said, like, we love games with a lot of plastic, and I think the best box of plastic I have played in the last recent year, mm-hmm. if you get a chance, I know you have a giant backlog, but yeah, yeah. have you heard of Blood Rage? No, and is that the one that you tweeted out about Blood Rage? Did you Did you send us a message about that? That was not me. Oh, okay. All right, then somebody else did. No, what is Blood Rage? So Blood Rage is a, you play different, um, I guess, Viking clans. Oh, okay. They stop an animal, mm-hmm. and you get these great miniatures, and you claim different provinces yeah. and score points in a variety of ways, and then yeah, Ragnarok like happens. Yeah, Risk, yeah. It is, <laughs> but it's 
it's almost like Risk disguised as a Euro game right. because all of the combat is carried out through these cards. Yes. And you have action points based off if you want to move, you have to use your mm-hmm. available action points. If you want to recruit, you know, you can recruit a ice troll or, you know, undead elves or, and all these things, mm-hmm. but you only have so many points, so it takes a lot of the random, randomness out of it. Right. It's, it's great. I have it seen- really is. I have seen this game played, so I'm familiar with uh-huh. it now that I'm now I'm looking at the board and all the miniatures and stuff. It's a game I've definitely watched played before, and it looks super interesting um, for me to play maybe at least once. So it's not something that I think I would personally invest a lot of money into, um, but it does look really fantastic. It does look like a fun game to play. What I, games I think like Brad or Brian would invest in this. Yeah. If if you have friends with a board game, it's just well, as good yeah. as... That's, that's why when we were talking about Glorantha, the God's War, I had said that I will probably not buy the game. And Brad's like, oh, don't worry. I've got you covered <laughs> yeah. because I know he's yep. going to. So, yeah, Blood Rage. Right. I've, I have seen this. This is the, the Vikings game and the gods come down and some other stuff. And, yeah, it looks interesting. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. But if that's not your cup of tea, then uh, it is definitely up there in price range but i mean you get a ton of miniatures well but even you know nice. yeah even uh, the cool minis or not or the soda pop minis or whatever the, the game is um mm-hmm. it's cool mini yeah yeah cool mini that's an expensive game and it comes with a lot of plastic but they've sold very few and it's like if you go to a game store trying to look for uh, the board game it's like no we don't have it we're waiting for a second edition or something to release mm-hmm. so it um it uh it can be kind of expensive so what is uh what does Blood Rage retail for? I think MSRP is 100 I Wow, think. okay. Well, that seems to be, you know, for a game of this size, that seems to be about right. Because as I look at, um, like, the Ghostbusters game or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, um, they're hitting right between the 800 and and $100 mark uh, for a lot of those games. It seems like the more sure. pieces it has the more expensive it's going to be and may fall into that luxury category. Certainly the Cthulhu Wars game certainly fits into a, a luxury category because of the, the amount you're paying uh, for that game uh, and what you get out of it. And I would guess I would say Glorantha is also a luxury game sure, uh, just because of that. Now, 125 bucks that may not be a lot for some people, especially if it's a game that they can play and do plan on playing again and again and again. Uh, but then when you start adding up all the other um, components and other things that you could get, uh, it gets expensive pretty quickly. So that's a lot of plays. You better be sure you're going to be able to get in. Yeah, and that's and that's I guess one of the reasons why I like doing Munchkinland is because we can give the listeners or the viewers, in your case, a chance to see these games in action and get a feel for if this is something right for me or if this is something I would pass on. Like some people have never right. seen a game of Dice Masters played, but then after they watched us do our little mini tournament that we did, they were like, oh, this looks like a fun game. I think I might be interested in getting this. And so then it's a there, matter of just dropping the $20 to get a, a starter set. There are so many games and mm-hmm. so many games that look like they could be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will never in my life blind buy a game again and i've said that for years and then of course last year i was in tabletop yeah and there was this kickstarter game i was like oh this looks great and i quickly looked at one review i was like done and we opened it up and we played two games and i said this is going in the box and i'll never get this again so it was a fortunately it was like a cheap little 20 dollar card game but Uh 
Yeah, I'll never buy a game without watching a video of it played ever again. Well, let me give everyone a let me give everyone a um, a heads up on a game that I totally am in love with. But if you already own the base game, you don't need to buy the new one. I'm talking about Machikuru, uh, Bright Lights, oh. Big City. It's the brand new expansion. It's a Target only exclusive, or was a Target only exclusive. It is a 2.0 version of the base game, and they didn't tell me that it was just a, the same game with a minor rules t- tweak or a minor gameplay tweak. And so I was like, oh, there's a new version of this. I went out and bought it right away, got it. It arrived. I opened it up, and I'm like, okay, the art is a little bit changed. Um, the play, though, is exactly the same. The only difference between the main Machikuru game and Bright Lights Big City is um, the resource cards now on the backs are labeled um, seven and under or six and under and seven and up. So if, if you have the expansion set, you know, you're supposed to lay out like uh, 10 cards, 10 different cards until you have a total of 10 different cards. In this one, you're supposed to lay out five different cards from the six and below and five different cards from the seven and above so that you don't accidentally get into a situation where you have nothing but super expensive uh, cards sure. to buy if you were doing it the old way. And even on the box, it doesn't say that this is, you know, this is a minor rules tweak. It it says this is a whole new version of the game, and it's really not. And so I was Does really disappointed. Does it come with the expansions? It uh, comes with the um, Harbor expansion because it does have the Harbor and the Lighthouse in, in it mm. as well. So if you've I got those say, two, then you should be still good to go. I would, I don't know about you, but I would not recommend Machikoro unless you got at least one expansion. I, you know, my son and I had a blast. I mean, because um, how I got into Machikoro, and, and maybe you'll find this out as you listen to the audio uh, feeds, but uh, we had gone up to tabletop. Uh, I was looking around, and I had heard everyone just say nothing but positive things about Machikoro. So I was like, let's buy the base set. Bought it. We went back to the hotel room because we had like an hour or two to spare between b- before dinner time. And I was like, hey, buddy, let's play this. And we just had so much fun playing it. He's like, this is the best game ever that immediately after dinner, we went back to tabletop and bought the two expansions and we have played. Oh, maybe they haven't been released yet. I don't think they've been released yet. We do have, um, Machikuru coming up on the Munchkin land show. So. Oh, great. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's, um, it's such a great, um, I guess gateway game. I mean, cause it's mm-hmm. not, fun and then mm-hmm. if you throw in those expansions you can add variety to your game experience yeah but it's a uh, it's a go-to gift for us yeah, yeah i would definitely say so but do you also throw in the expansion too as we play well it depends if, I mean, if, if you're you can gonna get the it deluxe someone... edition 10 oh right yeah right. well i mean i don't want to tell them you know hey here's a great game and by itself it is great i yeah. just think eventually you're going to say man i want some variety yeah and that's that's why I recommend it. Yeah, well, the Deluxe Ten is great if you can find it on sale. If you, um, yeah, and I did see that, but I wasn't going to invest the money on a game I hadn't played yet. But um, <laughs> if you don't have Machikuru, if you've never played it before, then by all means get the Bright Lights Big City version of it. I mean, you won't be disappointed. But if you already own it and you own the two expansions, and you're thinking, "Hey, another Machikuru game," I say skip it, unless you want to play with that different rule set. In which case, you could probably go online you and find them. You could do on your own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I didn't see anything right. in those rules, and maybe somebody else is listening and watching, but I didn't see anything in the rules that was different beyond that change up in how the cards are distributed. Oh. So, anything else, Matt? 
that's it. Just uh, calling in, saying I appreciate the show. I enjoyed your... No, no, I've called in before. Oh, okay. It's been a while. It's been a long time. All right, cool. Well, it's the first time this month that you've called in, and congratulations on calling in for the first time this month, man. Uh, I hope you have a a great weekend. Yeah, you too, Stephen. All right, Happy Friday. Yep. All right, 785-727-1939. Crims Bacon says, well, if it's time to unplug that phone, or you could call in, John. It doesn't, you, you can call into this show. It's not going to, it's not going to hurt you. Um, uh, Jarmo says, I played quite a bit of X-Wing with my friend last year and earlier this year, but our working schedules don't match right now. One night we actually could uh, when we, arre- we arrange our evenings. Uh, Olin says, I haven't played a board game in over a year. You know, I, I, it's... I'm amazed that and I, Brad and Brian and um, Rob can attest that uh, that before I had played Munchkin for the first time at uh, Nerdtacular a couple of years ago, I had probably played maybe the Dungeons and Dragons board game. Maybe that that's the only one that I had tried or played. We came back from Nerdtacular that year, and I had Munchkin fever, and that's how Munchkin Land got started. And I own everything munchkin now pretty much everything i don't have the artist's edition because again i've already got the base game i'm not gonna do that a second time uh but then of course it's expanded to other games i mean uh more more rpg games have found their way onto my shelf uh i've got uh, as i mentioned machi kuru i've got uh king of tokyo king of new york just a bunch of just the my board game collection has grown so much that has spilled out all over the floor and it has made um, quite a mess of everything. In fact, so much so that a couple of weeks ago, in order to about a month ago, in order to try to reduce a lot of that space, I bought a bunch of the broken token uh, organizers and I've been putting things, uh, organizing them. And my mess is not as big a mess as, as it has been. But, you know, four years ago, the shelf where all the games are was just books and little knickknacks. Now it's nothing but board games. So if you, you say you haven't played a lot of board games. All it takes is that one little hit of having fun on something. And man, you just uh, go way overboard on that. So uh, let's see what else is going on in the chat. Do you have any other thoughts on on my comments about hustling or me dealing with my kid? If you think I'm a horrible parent, by all means, let me know. Um, But I was trying to, I think the thing, and I said, the thing that bothered me the most was the lying and going behind our, our backs. But uh, 785-727-1939, we have just a few minutes left in this week's show. And as we wait um, to see if someone uh, calls in, it would be a perfect time to mention how you can support us. If you've enjoyed this comment, if you've enjoyed these discussions, then I would point you over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash spoilers. If you enjoy the shows that we do, I know some people said, hey, we give it away for free. Of course, we give it away for free, but there's always a cost. And if you want more stuff, if you want to see more stuff come from us, head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. There you can pledge as little or as much as you want. Uh, I think Nate would not be um, would not be too upset if I said that he was one of our high pledges. One of our higher pledges. Uh, As you get up to those higher levels, you get to have some input into the shows that we produce, the trade paperbacks that we do. Plus, of course, there's a lot of extra stuff that you get. For example, right now, if you head over there, you can find a Zach on Film bonus discussion on the top 100 films of the 20th, 21st century, where we uh, talk for about 20 minutes on that. We've got some new album art or some, not album art, some wallpaper art for your desktop. We've got a um, um, bonus tracks. We've got a flashback uh, episode leading up to the third season. A lot of extra stuff. 
over there. And t-shirts will be coming next month, as will membership cards. So if you want to get in on that action, you need to sign up now over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Ah, so there's a yes, back issue backlog. So he just became a Patreon member yesterday or a patron. I don't care how you want to say it. You could say, hey, I'm a Patreon member or I'm a patron. Some people will still want to be on the VIP site, and that's perfectly cool, too. Um, yeah, maybe I can. I bet I could figure out a way to get you guys Lego ornaments there, Nathan. Um, so anyway, I think that will wrap it up for this week's show. Thank you, everyone, who has been part of Finally Friday and part of everything that we do at Major Spoilers. Certainly appreciate it. And so does everyone else. I know I end up being the, the, the face man of Major Spoilers a lot, but I know that everybody who contributes to our shows or to the site or anything really appreciates the positive feedback that you all share. And, of course, uh, being able to pay these guys a little bit for their work is always a plus as well. But uh, thank you, everyone, and I hope that you have a great week. I'm feeling a little bit better about the difference between hustling and hustling. And I'm hoping my son will in future if he ever watches this, which he probably won't. <laughs> but uh, I hope that you have a great week. Until the next time, when it, as my five-year-old would say, is it finally Friday yet? Take care, everyone.